Doug Peters here, Zamboni Company, up at the Brantford plant. I want to introduce Logan Westcott, who's going to be my replacement as I'm headed off to retirement. Logan, welcome to the company. Thanks, sir. Appreciate it. Glad to be here. We've known uh, each other for quite a while. Your father was involved uh, working for the family, uh, running three rinks in the Bay Area. Um, known you since you were younger, and you had uh, maybe some curly hair at the time on top of your head. Um, Once upon a time. Very excited that uh, you're going to be filling my shoes when I depart. Uh, I couldn't pick a better person than you to uh, to take things on, and, and hopefully I'll be able to help you out through the transition, uh, getting you up to speed. Yeah, no, um, thank you. Um, I'm excited. There are big shoes to fill. I've been around for about a month now and uh, following you around the country and learning from uh, the best in the business right here. It's uh, it's it, They're big shoes to fill, so um, I, I know i got a lot to I got a lot to learn and I have a short time to do it before Doug departs, so. Could you uh, fill in people where you come from? You're from Lake Placid, which yeah. is the home of the greatest sporting event ever, which was? The 1980 Olympics, uh, but also the 1932 Olympics. Um, the Miracle on Ice, so yeah. Originally from Lake Placid, New York. Um, as you said, my dad worked for the Zamboni family and took over the East Bay Iceland rinks in the Berkeley, Dublin, and Belmont areas in Northern California. And, uh, you know, I continue to, to be around the rinks and stay in the hockey community and things of that sort. Um, you know, so this is just kind of a natural transition, natural progression. And uh, like I said, ex excited to be here, so. You had some influence to your father growing up. He was a, a coach for you in hockey. Yeah, um, youth coach when, I, when we were in the Bay Area, won a, a state championship in uh, California. And, uh, you know, again, taught me how to skate. Um, you know, till this day, people still make fun of me that I don't wear socks in my skates. Um, just the way I learned and the, the way I do it. So it's, it's what I had to do. I also had the pleasure of meeting a grandfather. Maybe you can fill us in a little bit about him. Wonderful man. Was lucky enough to meet him. He worked at Lake Placid until? Uh, he worked until about six months before he passed away. He was 93 years old at the time. He was a plumber and a machinist, so he had a hard job. Uh, but, you know, he, the guy, he loved to work and he loved to be around the boys and he loved to be in the garage. So it was something that uh, he used to tell me was the longest part of my week is the weekend, waiting to get back in and, and, and see the fellas. So, Quite a few interesting characters uh, that were up at Lake Placid. Tony, what was his middle name, Kilburn? Oh, Tony, Tony Kilburn. He, uh, he definitely knew a lot of four letter words, um, taught me those early in my uh, life and my career. And uh, yeah, they, uh, they're some characters up there, so. Great experience. That was one of the places that I enjoyed going up and visiting uh, because of the history of it. Uh, that and the old Boston Garden that I was fortunate enough to visit uh, juiced me up when I was on my travels. But great, great experience, great, it comes from great seeds. Your dad's a great guy. Grandfather, I was lucky enough to meet him and I have nothing but kind words to say about both of them. No, I appreciate it. Logan, you are based out of Las Vegas. You've, uh, we talked a few years back about possibly coming to work for Zamboni uh, when you just started your career, I believe, um, working USA Hockey, uh, refereeing and lining, but now you're with the AHL as a linesman. Can you uh, fill us in a little bit about that? Yeah, um, again, just same situation, right? The hockey world, is a, it's a very small world. Um, been something I've been a part of in, in some facet of my life for a long time. Um, I worked my way up to the USA Hockey ranks, did the 2002 uh, Nationals in Irvine, California, um, going to districts here in Seattle here in a couple weeks as well. Um, and 
yeah, you know, I was fortunate enough to be invited to uh, work for the American League, and um, it's been a really good time. So, you've got a mentor that's helped you out. That you and I have had debates about. Uh, he's an NHL referee, and my my belief is that he has a chip on his shoulder for the the Anaheim Ducks. And uh, you might disagree. Maybe you could fill us in about him. So I laugh. Um, I'm really good friends with the entire Kazari family. Um, Steve Kazari is a NHL referee. He's a veteran in the league. He's a fantastic mentor, mentor and role model for me um, when it comes to those type of things. I work with his son Jackson in the American League as well. Um, and his son Nate is currently in the official development program in the USHL. Um, the, the family's fantastic. We're, listen, nobody has any kind of biases or anything like that. There's no, there's no uh, stigma or anything. So. Um, Tell that you know. to a Viking fan when <laughs> Drew Pearson pushed off on Nate Wright back in the 1970s and cost the Vikings a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Well, in all seriousness, like we, we have supervisors on a regular basis. Um, we're constantly evaluated. We're at camps and clinics and things of that sort. Everybody wants to do a good job. Nobody wants to. Being a referee is a thankless job. Um, it's one of those situations where... If you do a good job, nobody really cares. And if you do a bad job, everybody wants to let you know about it. So um, there's definitely no biases or anything like that because uh, the competition of it. And again, you just, you want to be known as the best. I'm sure the constant chirping by Corey Perry and Ryan Getzlaff has nothing to do with why the Ducks players seem to end up in the penalty box a little more often than others. Uh, listen, hey, human nature, right? People probably all have people who they gravitate towards and gravitate against. Um, I will tell you, you know, my own conversations on the benches and things of that sort, you definitely, there's guys with personalities and there's definitely guys who you just stay away from and avoid, but it's, uh, it's been a good time. And one of the things I've shared with you in the time that we've got to spend together, that the number one advantage you're going to have with our organization is that you're not Doug Peters. <laughs> so there's going to be people who've turned their ears off to me, uh, recently because of my constant nagging that you'll have that step into the company to where um, a fresh voice uh, should be helpful to you? No, listen, you, again, I think you cut yourself short sometimes. Um, you have a ton of knowledge. Um, I've heard you refer to yourself as, I'm just a dumb sales guy, and I've seen this guy on the streets. He knows a lot about these machines. He has a lot of institutional and tribal knowledge that I'm trying to download over the next few months, but um, yeah, don't sell yourself short. I've, I've seen you in operation. I appreciate the kind words, Logan. We've talked a little bit uh, in the office about uh, trying to establish relationships uh, with the customers. I've spent over 40 years in the industry, um, 36 plus with Zamboni. I've been very fortunate to meet a lot of people and one of the things I'm enjoying is taking Logan with me to meet some of the customers. We're up in Brantford at the Canadian plant right now uh, where he's got to meet people up here, all the employees who do all the hard work for us salespeople to uh, deliver a product to the customer. I'm going to enjoy taking Logan on to uh, Sheboygan, Michigan, a booming metropolis in the upper part of Michigan, along with Petoskey, Michigan, where we're going to meet a couple former NHL players, Craig Cox in Sheboygan and uh, Fedor Fedorov, who's Sergey's brother, uh, in Petoskey. And your father, let, let's, let's talk a little bit about Jay since I don't forget these things. Your father played at Clarkson University and Correct. quite an accomplished hockey player in and of his own, almost good enough to make the 1980 Olympic team. Yep. 19, okay. uh, 1980 Olympic team, he was one of the final cuts and uh, Division One hockey player, uh, 
member of the 100 point club as a defenseman. Um, not a lot of guys get there, uh, especially playing defense. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I played for a long time. And then obviously I got those competitive genes as well where we just don't turn it off, so. And he played with a hockey player who just a little bit more accomplished than he was. Dave Taylor. Uh, Dave Taylor was uh, among many All-Americans on that team. Um, has a record at Clarkson that he has scored over 200 points that I don't think will ever be touched because it's just so far out of reach that nobody will ever get there. But And that point total probably would have been a little bit more if it was not for your father, correct? <laughs> I, You know, I, I wasn't there. I couldn't tell you. But, uh, yeah, Jay had an injury that uh, he, wasn't, he wasn't sending Dave any passes that next season. So. And he was fell down in the crease and he the advice he gave you when you injured your shoulder was oh uh, you know so my dad is one of those people that he you know would say hey if you ever hurt right hey oh, oh your, your your shoulders hurt do your legs work get up get off the ice but he didn't adhere to that and he cost <laughs> mr taylor at least one point correct for sure okay his dad is a wonderful man. I've been lucky enough to know him for longer than I've known Logan. Yep. Um, he was kind enough to attend uh, my wedding. And the only thing that he didn't listen to was to not wear a tie. And unfortunately, I didn't have a scissors to hand him his tie in two pieces. Um, but just, just a wonderful guy and lucky enough to know him and bust his chops. I will say that I'm at least second or third if I place a phone call um, to Jay. Oh, if I want to get him to answer, I'll say, hey, th Jay, this is Paula calling, and the, the call will be answered right away. If it's Doug calling, I get put down the list. Is that correct? I've witnessed that myself, yes. You've traveled with me just a little bit. You've got to see me in action. Um, hopefully, you'll remember the good things and discard the bad things. But I consider myself to be a bit of a foodie. Okay. And you talked about this in some of the podcasts. What is your go-to food? Well, I can't even think about food. Uh, we went to dinner last night, and you, you made me eat a 24-ounce prime rib that I'm so full right now. I don't think I need to eat again the rest of this week. Um, but go-to, I'm a very meat and potatoes person. Um, I'm a wings and beer kind of guy. Okay. Mega Kega, we were at the Keg uh, restaurant in Brantford, Ontario. Um, I had the pleasure of dining there on a few occasions. Uh, I had the people up from Madison Square Gardens and back then I was a lot younger and a lot skinnier and they looked at me when I was able to consume the Mega Kega and told them I'd had one the night prior as well. So we're, we, we've got you started. That needs to be a tradition now every time you come up to Brantford that you have that. Um, what is your number one moment in hockey that you might have? Um. You know, I, I've been around the game for such a long time. It's There's so many good ones, um, you know, from being at the 97 All-Star Game with you, um, winning state championships with, you know, my father as a head coach, uh, making the American League as an official. Um, it, I think it's different, you know, just kind of where you are on the stage of life, but um, I've, I've experienced a lot of good ones. You're the, we've talked a little bit about you being a linesman. You've had a recent tussle that you had to get in the midst of. Can you maybe expand on that just a little bit? Yeah, so I don't I don't consider myself a big guy. I'm only six feet tall, um, you know, but uh, I'm not a little guy either. Um, when you're in the American League breaking, breaking up fights and the guy's six foot nine and six foot five going at it alike, um, sometimes it just kind of turns into a wrestling match because that's what you have to do. So um, it's, uh, 
it's uh, part of the job, but it's part of the job that I enjoy and I kind of thrive in. I've traveled quite a bit in my career. I've been over to Europe, been to Asia, China, Japan. Um, I've visited all 50 states. Where are you on the number of states that you visited and what would be your favorite place to go to? You know what? I don't, I, it's a loaded question right there. Um, I would have to really take a look at a map and see. Um, I have traveled most of the country. I've driven across the country a couple of times in my life. Um, mostly the northern route, not a ton of the southern states, and obviously not a lot of hockey states down in the south, um, although the game is growing everywhere. Um, looking forward to most, you know, uh, again, I think it's just really the new places. Um, learned some things. We went to Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, that was different. Went to Los Alamos, where I need to go watch the movie Oppenheimer now because it's where the atomic bomb was invented, and there's a lot of history in that rink, having the number four Zamboni ever. Um, so, again, just I think... Historically, I'm a big history buff, and, and seeing some of those things, I'm, I'm just excited to see. Your family, you've got a sibling, mm -hmm. your sister, yep. and when you were growing up competing, did you take it easy on your sister? Absolutely or? not. Okay. And your sister's also quite the accomplished athlete. Maybe you could expand a little bit on her accomplishments in sport. Yeah. So, And again, it's funny because these stories tie back to you. Um, just in the fact that we were at a convention with my father for ISI in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, um, early 2000s. And my sister was in the College World Series with Cal Berkeley. And we caught a flight and flew out to Oklahoma City to go watch her win the finals of uh, the uh, College Softball World Series in, where was that? Oklahoma City. Logan, can you explain a little bit to us uh, and the people listening? what you've got because I tell people all the time that I think based on your broad uh, sales um, skill set it's going to be a distinct advantage over my time with the company I just sold Zamboni product for the last 36 years plus you've had different jobs uh, that gives you different skill sets dealing with different customers can you explain to us a little bit about what you've done in your career to date yeah, so um, life's a journey, right? Like, you don't really know where it's going to take you. When I got out of college, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I ended up in the media world. I wanted to be at ESPN or Fox Sports or one of the big-time kind of sports networks. Um, but you can't get that job without experience. You can't get experience without a job. So I ended up working for a TV rep firm, um, sent my resume everywhere in the country, ended up in Las Vegas uh, with the WB and Gold 33 and Independent Station. Um, eventually we bought the NBC network and I sold big events like the Super Bowl, uh, the Olympics, the Stanley Cup finals, the first year the Knights went to the finals, um, the PGA Tour, uh, all, all kinds of big events. Um, it was incredibly fun, very diverse, a lot of different uh, teams that we touched and, and things of that sort. Um, and then again, just staying in the hockey and the skating world and things of that sort, this kind of brings it all full circle to be able to sell these machines and still be a part of really a, a passion of mine that's just sports my whole life. And your, your last gig was with some rather famous people both in the skating world and in the sports world. Can you let us know who reached out to you asking if you would come work for them? Yeah, so uh, I work for the Las Vegas Desert Dogs. Uh, it was the, an expansion pro lacrosse team uh, in Las Vegas and really just the success of sports in Las Vegas. Joe Sy, who owns the Brooklyn Nets, um, was really the guy driving the driving force, and he's the one who has pushed to have lacrosse in the 2028 Olympics. They got voted in the summer, um, along with his partners being Wayne Gretzky um, of the hockey world, uh, Dustin jo Johnson, his son-in-law, and Steve Nash, uh, the former NBA MVP. I think it's quite interesting that here we are in Brantford, which is the home of Wayne Gretzky, 
um, right off of Wayne Gretzky Parkway and probably stopping in later today to see the Wayne Gretzky Center. Yeah, I think it all comes full circle, so it's, it is kind of crazy how that happens. But want to thank you very much, Logan. Welcome you to the company. Um, looking forward to great things, and hopefully uh, I'll be able to follow what you're doing and see many more Zamboni sales out in our industry. Absolutely. Thank, thank you, you very much. Thank you.